So I haven't mastered it yet. If it is a thing, I can tell you that um, I try and it doesn't work for me all the time. It depends on the time of year. It depends on the type of projects I have. It depends on what's going on in my life. And here's the thing. I don't have any children. It's just me and my husband. But sometimes it's still hard for me to balance my life and my work. From my perspective, there's three dimensions to every individual, which is your physical, your spiritual, and your mental. So depending on how you define balance, and for me, balance is all three of those things and keeping them healthy. And I think work-life balance blends with self-care and people have to start looking at it as self-care because I think they would be more enthused to, to make it happen in their life. Be right. intentional about it. Hey, it's Candace. And you're listening to Socially Correct, a roundtable show from Black women talking to Black women. Because we all have our own perspectives, right? And we're women in business and Black women in business. We can be unique, but we bring it. So enjoy the show. Good evening, good evening, folks. It is me and my friend again for our next show on Socially Correct. So for those of you who do not know me, I'm your girl, Lakeisha Mosley, Chaos Coordinator and Digital Event Strategist for the LM Experience. And I am your girl. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Keisha. We've been having so much fun all day. Like you guys, it started from this morning. It just, it's, it's been great. But I am Candace Spears, entrepreneur, mom, marketer, investor. Um, and I'm super excited uh, for our guests on the show today and for our topic on the show today. Yeah. Work-life balance. Like how real is this for every single person on the planet? Yes. Seriously. Yeah. So we have Jen Drakes here and Deltrice Hart Anderson. Ladies, we're so excited you're on the show. Thank you. Hello. Yeah. So Jen, how about we start with you? Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Jen Drakes. I am a podcaster, author, poet, and um, life advocate is what I call myself. I'm all about living life, living it to the fullest and living it all in the right way, authentically and intentionally you. Yes. <laughs> nice. Welcome, Jen. Thank you. Deltrice, how about you? I am Deltrice Hart Anderson, and I am an accountant. So I keep the IRS out of the pocketbook, <laughs> wallets, and bank accounts of taxpayers. We all knew that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> And in a very serious way, like in a very serious way now, I feel like we're drifting on topic. But for all those women who are listening, who are entrepreneurs, right, you really need that. So we are excited that you are here. Thank you. Hello. I'm, listen, I'm going to even go a step further. While y'all getting them loans and stuff from the SBA, you better holler at my girl, Deltrice, while you're over there playing. <laughs> I'm just saying, y'all, I'm trying to get them a public service announcement because it's real. It's real. So much truth. So when we talk about when we talk about work-life balance, and you know, we titled this episode Idea or Myth. So let's just start there, right? Is is work-life balance a myth? Is it real? What do you think? So I haven't mastered it yet. If it is a thing, I can tell you that um, I try and it doesn't work for me all the time. It depends on the time of year. It depends on the type of projects I have. It depends on what's going on in my life. And here's the thing. I don't have any children. It's just me and my husband. But sometimes it's still hard for me to balance my life and my work, especially with being an entrepreneur. So right. I'm a serial entrepreneur, real estate investor, accounting practice. I've owned a daycare center. I've owned some franchises. So it's just um, 
depending on what's going on in my life, I can balance a little bit, but I don't know. Maybe it is a myth or maybe it's I haven't figured it out yet. Mm. Mm. Well, that's interesting. Jen, what about you? Well, for me, it, de it really depends on what you term work-life balance. Mm. So from my perspective, there, the, all of us are, there's three dimensions to every individual, which is your physical, your spiritual, and your mental. Mm -hmm. So depending on how you define balance, and for me, balance is all three of those things and keeping them healthy but all, and balancing the things in your life. And I believe it's achievable but I think you have to have a different mindset and you cannot have a mindset that is marred in tradition. It has to be, it has to be based on a lot of who you are and what you need. And I think many times we go after what a traditional life is supposed to be. And it's not necessarily the life that's meant for everybody. I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. I'm an early morning riser. I cannot stand traffic jams. So I take the time to leave ahead of traffic and come back after traffic. I avoid traffic jams. Why? It doesn't put me in the right mindset. It doesn't, you know, I'm, I'm tense, I'm anxious. I, it's just not the right way to go. So you can't have balance when you're off already, right? So I always challenge people to go, well, if you hate traffic jams, why you're in it? Mm. You, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> And it's the same thing. So I think certain choices that people make ends up putting their life out of balance, depending on how they define work-life balance. Because it's more than just saying, I do my work and then I go and I have some life things like go to the gym. It's way more than that. Um, and I think you have to be able to look at yourself and say, who am I? What do I need in my life to feel good, have a good disposition, good intentions, all of these things, and make sure they're put into your life. I'm a workaholic, and I think I have work-life balance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, a whole different spin. <laughs> I'm like, absolutely. I, <laughs> Jen just told us, and I hope y'all taking notes out there, balance is how we define the number one, which I totally, totally agree with, but I yeah. love how you brought in we are out of balance when we allow things or we bring in things that upset us. Like I live in Houston. If you know anything about Houston, it's trapped. We've been working on 290 for like 17 years. Okay? <laughs> but if I don't like traffic, why do I go 290 ways to be frustrated and to be mad? That's a whole different spin on it. No, you've got to, you've got to plan to have work-life balance. You've got to plan what works in your life. I have four kids. And raising four kids is not easy. Mm -hmm. And I had, I tried at the beginning of it to be my mom. And she's a traditional mom. Well, mm -hmm. I'm a career, I'm a career oriented person. Right. And, um, and it doesn't work for me. I remember the, the story I always go, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jimbury. And following this traditional path, I took my kid to Gymboree, and it's a place where, um, oh. like, they're three and four, and they're doing gymnastics stuff. Yeah, okay. And I am sitting there looking around going, am I the only one feel like this is crazy stuff? <laughs> like, I am not enjoying this. I do not find anything mentally stimulating in this. Why am I here? I picked up my kid. I left, gave the, gave my child to the father. I never went back, not to collect my money. It was not for me. So why am I there? Right. right. And and from there, I I decided I have to do parenting and I have to do it in a way that's right for me. Mm -hmm. I was running my, you know, running my own management consulting firm. I had client demands. I can't put my child in daycare because daycare, I have to pick them up by five or they're going to charge me left, right, and center. Yep. You can see me peeling across the highway for five o'clock trying to pick up. Exactly. It doesn't work for me. That is not work-life balance, right? right? So it doesn't work for me. So I created a solution that works for me, fits into my life. Mm. My kid is stressed out. I'm not stressed out. When we connect, we're good. We get to, you know, do things, mother daughter, mother, son, 
I get to do things with my child that makes me happy, makes them happy, and we connect in the right way. Not me stressed out, yelling at them. They, they don't know what's going on, crazy right. woman. That's not working. Right. I'm passionate about the discussion because I think people have it wrong. I think people have the yeah. formula wrong. And and I own and I've got a question for Deltrice on, on the same topic, but I have I can only laugh so hard because I can relate to what you're saying in those moments of this isn't me. Why am I here? This is not. No, <laughs> this is not how I'm going to parent. Let's just be real. This is stressing me out. So I, I know what you're saying now. Now, here's my question. So Deltrice, being that you don't have kids, I can only imagine maybe this has never happened to you. So I don't know. Have you ever had people come to you and just sort of say, well, you you don't have a problem with work-life balance or you shouldn't have a problem. It's just you. Life should be great. Yeah. I People, even when I was single, people would say, oh, it's just you. I have these kids. You know, you don't have any issues. I still have issues with work-life balance because I have substituted children for whether it's a, another business venture or taking on a, a project or something. So I can substitute a whole lot for not having children. I have a husband. So, you know, that, and some, that, that's a whole nother project. So yeah, but people have often come to me and say, oh, it's just you or you got time. And, and I don't, I really don't have the time, but I do agree with Jen about the mindset. Um, it is, and and I just never thought of it that way. It's like, yeah, it's just whatever you want to put your mind to, and then just go for it. That makes all the sense in the world. It's hard, <laughs> but it is attainable if you just kind of put your mind there. And and there are times where I'm just like, you know, just really really focused. But most of the times, because I feel I have adult ADD, so most of the times it's just like, oh, I'm. It, I, I can't make it. I can't do it. I'll have a checklist. I'll have my day all planned out in my phone by do this, do that, you know, send this, delegate this, delegate that. But then it still all falls apart some kind of way. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think for me, we we want work life balance to be cosmic. Like, oh, it's just work itself out. Jen just told y'all it's a plan. You have to plan for work-life balance. Like you have to plan for everything else. Now, will that plan always be rigid? No, it'll be fluid. I'm a personality, Jen. I'm gonna tell you, I'll make a plan, it don't go right. I'm, I'm in here like really, really. Like, what what happen? Because this is what I plan for to happen. I noticed in those moments. Why embrace? I'll give an example. My girl right here. I'm planning a mental health summit. So last week I was having an issue with some part of it. She was like, "Hey, make sure we could get in the phone." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, Candace, I can't stop right now." You know, because I'm in the middle. She was like, "No, wait a minute. We good." I wanted to reach out to her and make sure she had what she needed because we're business partners. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, she taught me that. I'm good. Like you didn't need to do anything until you could. If it got to the um, you know, to the point where you didn't do it and I needed it, I know how to reach out to you again. <laughs> like I put undue stress on myself, not because she did it, but because I did it. And I think a lot of times what you say makes so much sense. We got a plan for stuff like this. Work-life balance has to be something that's planned, not cosmic and it's just going to come down from the sky no and it's not something either that is there for approval um it, you know we so women are the worst right because we we are always pulled in in 50 different directions yeah. and we're we're quite used to it so we yeah. do that to ourselves sometimes right where we right. we are pulled in different directions and then if you're an overachiever which i'm sensing the whole panel is if you're overachiever, that just adds to it. So how, if you don't stop yourself, you keep going, you keep going, you keep going. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the end of the day, I always say, you know, depend on how you define success. 
um, what is success? Because we know it's not money and we know it, mm -hmm. you know. So if you really want to be able to look at where you've gone and say, I'm successful, you want to have all the people you love and care about still along with you. You right. want to have um, enjoyment of things. You want to know what you enjoy right. and you want to have them in your life, whether that's reading a book, whether it's listening to music. Well, you know, one of my favorite things is to go to, to theater. Mm -hmm. I love the arts, right? So whether it's an art gallery, whether it's a play, whether it's a symphony, doesn't matter. That's what I like. I plan those things into my life. Now, COVID, mm -hmm. of course, has put a big dent in that. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Exactly. <laughs> but I plan those things into my life. And I don't care if I'm, uh, you know, it's a show I'm taking in at nine in the morning. I don't care if it's a matinee on Sunday. I plan those things in my life. Mm -hmm. And I've trusted my kids to understand my parenting style is about self-care as mm -hmm. well. There's a large part of that. And I think work-life balance blends with self-care. And people have to start looking at it as self-care because I think they would be more enthused to, to make it happen in their life right? And not just talk about, about like, you know, like an employment type of uh, benefit. I'm, I want work life. No. <laughs> Do it. Influence it, right? Be right. intentional about it. So before COVID, I worked, I would work at a client um, three days a week and I would be um, work from home two days a week. I had to negotiate that. I had to work and I had to show that I could carry that and, I, and nobody had to worry about whether I was working or not. You know, these are things that, but you have to fight for sometimes for those types of privileges. But if that's yeah. something you need, then yeah. I think it's an easier fight than if you're just fighting for it under some label called work-life balance that mm -hmm. you and your employer may not be, you know, um, aligned on or right. other people have a different perspective of it. So you've got to define your perspective and then you've got to go after that that's you know that's that's my two cents on it and i think i think people have to literally be strategic about and I, it and and i think people appreciate that more as far as whether um you are working for someone else w2 or 1099 mm -hmm. i have clients and if you set the expectations early on this is what it's going to be and of course you have to keep up your end of the bargain but set the expectations. I don't work on Fridays. I mm -hmm. don't answer my emails or I do answer my emails between the hours of X right. or no, you can't come to my office. Even though I'm here, you cannot come see me without an appointment. So things like that, if you set expectations for people, then it's going to help you more with that part of it. Where I fall short uh, for the most part is I will set the necessary boundaries. And I, I just have to air quote because the boundaries are set for others, but I will get in my workaholic mode. And it's like, I call, I call it my one more thing. So I will have finished my day but then I'll say, okay, you know what? Oh, it's, it's just 10 o'clock. Let me get one more thing done. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that's on me because no one has put that pressure on me. Mm -hmm. My boundaries are set. I've <laughs> delegated everything that I feel that I can delegate to my staff. I have, you know, I can shut my door and get stuff done. And I just have to get that one more thing done. Mm -hmm. That makes me feel good for some reason. Mm -hmm. It should not a badge of honor though to do that you know do you think that that like that's how you and i can i i can completely resonate with what you were talking about um do you think that, that type of sort of badge of honor wearing it does that just come from women who are ambitious high achieving like that type or where does that come from i mean i've experienced it <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know. For me, it is not a badge of honor. For for example, I'm literally still sitting in my office. It is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I still have some tax returns I have to get out before midnight. This is not now when I was younger, probably y'all age, because y'all look way younger than I am. But, <laughs> 
Um, so back in the day, it would be a badge of honor for me to have to still work on these tax returns, but it is so not a badge of honor now. It is just like, I need to come up with a better strategy, a plan, not to have to do this. Now, here's the thing. COVID has put a lot of stress on our industry, yeah. especially. Um, so I can't, um, this would not be my norm, but this is my reality at this mm -hmm. point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I don't know how you think I am, but thank you, boo. I'm <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate your sacrifice. Have <laughs> more work to do. Um, yeah. So this this book by Shonda Rhimes. I don't know if yeah. you read this. Fantastic book. There is something that she says in this book that has stood out for me on this topic, and I remember her saying something like. Oh, how did it go? Something like whenever you see me succeeding in one area of my life, I am like most assuredly failing in another part. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Yes. And I always carry that with me to just sort of let go of, you know, the, the, the balance truly is how I find it, right? How I prioritize mm -hmm. things, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Now, let's assume that's fully, fully, fully true. Have you guys had any major fails that have just like, it was, this was bad. Like my work-life balance was off. Like it was, it was bad because my balance was off. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, go ahead, Kat. Go ahead, Detrice. No, go ahead. You're, um, I think, I think that everybody, like, I think we can all say that, especially mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs. I mean, who hasn't, you know, gone down the entrepreneur path and right. had, I actually don't like the word failure myself um, because I think they're all learnings. Um, I think everybody's where they need to be and they just have to learn something um, to get beyond where they are. So I think all, even the those things, but in terms of work, work-life balance, I think when you start to see things like um, health problems, like for example, um, I did a client engagement that was very, very high pressure, very large, um, multi-year, and I ended up for the first time going from low blood pressure to high blood pressure. Oh, to wow. me, th that was an indication that that was off, like right. just you know, I, I, I was um, figuring out my, my pivot at the same time, all those sort of things. So I just think some things came together and my body showed it um, through, through that means. And it was a wake up call. And, and when it became a wake up call, it was like, you know what, I'm doing the pivot. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm doing the pivot. And, you know, did a major, a major pivot that impacted my income, impacted everything that and lifestyle that I was used to. No regrets, 150%. No regrets. But sometimes it ends up showing that way when you say massive, right? Um, right. For me, because I'm I'm a person when I commit to something and what like adulteries when you're dealing with clients, trust me, I understand. You commit to something. I'm a person. I'm doing the commitment, even if right. it drops me. <laughs> right? yeah, right. I am going to finish what I said I was going to do. Right. And sometimes for people like us, certainly for me, I know that's how my body calls out. Your your sums messed up. Get it back yeah. on track. Whether it's weight gain, whether it's a health problem, you know, whatever. My body tells me, and and I better listen because I never want my body to really, you know what I mean, go to the extreme that you end up in the hospital or something. Right. So I listen to those types of signals. But for me, that's my trigger of when something is massively off balance. Mm -hmm. and, I, and it's been consistent in my life. That's how my body shows me. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys all have triggers like that or not. But does that answer the question, Candice? Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. You know what I'm thinking, and Deltrice, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you have to say. One of the things, just real quick, that comes to my mind, um, I can recall times, just for the longest time, my husband was the stay-at-home dad, and I was the high-achieving person in corporate, right? Um, 
And I can remember times of having conversations with him where he would tell me about things that happened with the girls um, or sort of important moments that I didn't even realize were happening that day that I should have been there for. But, you know, instead I was doing something else, right? Being of service here because really, well, that's where my priority was, to be honest, right? That misalignment, mm -hmm. that, that's kind of how that was. So that totally makes sense to me when you're talking about your health and that type of thing. And for me, I've seen a lot of the emotion, right? When you've got mm -hmm. that emotion, you know that something is is sort of off. Um, but Deltrice, please, I, I, I want to hear your fail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and just to piggyback, Candace, on what you said about just um, but it, it appears that you felt that you weren't in that moment and you should you, you were missing some moments. And I, I would do that a lot. Um, at one point I was in corporate America. Um, I had a franchise accounting franchise or a tax franchise and I had my own accounting practice and I would literally. Yeah, I was just running and then I had um, just I was fresh into real estate investing. So I just had a lot going on. And I was dating my husband at the time. We weren't married. And I just recall being just sitting on a date in a restaurant with mm -hmm. just texting and reading emails and going through not even even enjoying the moment. Mm -hmm. And um, one of my girlfriends, one of my best girlfriends said to me once, um, she said, you don't even realize what you have. Uh -huh. People would just kill for people would want what you have and you're not even enjoying it. So and, and it was the relationship, mm -hmm. uh, obviously, right. at the point. But I'm thinking, you know, oh, well, I got to get this done. I got to get that done. So I understand I, I wasn't like living in the moment. That's why, and, and I'm about to go off on a slight tangent. That's why I hate when um, when we travel and we go to different places and everyone is just like selfie, selfie, selfie. <laughs> You're not enjoying your moment, by the way. No, I digress. Um, somebody's like, what? But yeah, you're not. Enjoy the moment. As far as um, the fail, yeah, so um, back to that franchise, I just thought so much that I could take this franchise, this tax franchise, and it would just explode. It would do things that I couldn't do for me because I didn't have a well-known name. And that was far from the truth. I This franchise, it was an epic fail. Um over $50,000 lost. And that was on, only on my side. So we probably lost about a hundred thousand together. Um, again, my boyfriend at the time, now husband, we were in this thing together and we lost, it was a very expensive learning experience, Jen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> experience, but yeah. A, a financially expensive one. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that was because I placed so much of my thought process in, oh, this must work because of the name of it and, you know, and, and everything that, that they had to offer. Um, but in hindsight, if I would have just focused on my practice, uh -huh. I could have done the same thing. And I've made way more in my practice than I ever made in that practice. I've made more than I've lost in, in that franchise. So yeah, that, that was my epic fail. They come with the territory. Yeah, they, they hurt like hell too, but yeah, but, yeah. They're painful, but they come with the territory. Yeah. They kind of come with it. I think, you know, I did a, I was on a panel once where we were, um, talking about moms and um, that's like the main thing that work life balance being a mom or you know juggling like a whole bunch of different things. And I can recall saying to what your point is that when I look at balance, I define it for myself every single morning. So it's different every day. 
So some days at that time, I was in a nine to five, you know, I'm a really good employee and I'm focused on them. So that means that connection and toilet suffers. And that meant the business because I wasn't able to focus on them as much as I was with the job. But then there were also times where, you know, I was in the entrepreneur mindset and I was running these businesses. Well, then the kids lacked still because I wasn't really focused on them. But then there are times where I had to spend with them. So that meant things in the businesses didn't get done. And then, of course, work didn't even really matter. So I think, you know, to Jen's point, like, we have to really like plan out how that's going to look for us. Mm -hmm. But I also agree with Shonda because when I, I love the book, I read the book. I do feel like, you know, to be highly successful in one area may not necessarily be a failure because I don't count, I don't like that word either, but there's, yeah. there are opportunities. Yeah. Um, in those other areas. And again, it could be because, as Jen said, we're not planning. We're not planning for those particular things. And, and I also think you need to have rules. So um, mm -hmm. one of the things I certainly knew for, for me and my kids, I did, and I had seen other kids, I had gone to social gatherings and seen kids come in and they literally would go off and be doing this type of thing and really not socializing. And mm -hmm. I found that really sad um, because I grew up in a village type of, of setting, extended family and all of that. And, and the gatherings were always kind of where you learned your social skills, but you mm -hmm. also got really close to, to that village, right? Right. And I didn't want my kids to miss that. So we set rules in terms of when we go to a restaurant and we go to social gatherings, phones go away. That's right. They don't come out. Mine doesn't come out. So I'm just as um, impacted and theirs don't come out. Right. And so in the same way as a plan, you also have rules. And and sometimes, um, and I don't want to stick too much on the kids because I know, Deltrice, you don't have kids. But sometimes as parents, we like to put rules on kids. But why don't we put rules on ourselves as well? In the same way we expect our kids to, to adhere to our rules, we can adhere to our own rules. And yeah. it actually acts as a role model for our kids. <laughs> so. Yeah. Right. So a per, a, an example I'll give you, Deltrice, because as I said, I know the whole client scenario and I'm aging myself now because you, I, I'm sure Lakeisha and Candice are going to laugh really hard when I say <laughs> this. But in the time when we had um, pagers, mm -hmm. <laughs> my clients would page me. And at one point they'd be paging me all hours of the night. Right. And, and yes. I'm t and then I decided I made a rule. Pagers are going away this year. And I gave six months notice to all my, my clients, you know, all my clients. I gave mm -hmm. them six months notice and they were all, what, 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 what? We need to, put no, no, no. No, we don't. Pagers gone. You <laughs> figure out another way to communicate with me because you're not calling me at two in the morning. You're not calling me and I am not responding. Pagers was done. Yeah. And guess what? They adjusted. I thought I might lose a couple of clients. They, I did not. They adjusted, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. sometimes you've got to just set the rule, stay firm to it, don't budge, and you'd be surprised what happens. But And I was prepared to lose clients. I think yeah. when you set that precedent, that's what happens. Yes. You could be seen as the mean girl. You could be seen as, because for me, I don't work after six o'clock. Mm -hmm. Central Standard Time. There you could be on the West Coast. Central Standard Time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. My assistant is on Eastern Standard Time. Mm -hmm. I shut it down. That's what I. That's what I chose to do. Yep. Uh, I work ten hours a day at a grocery store. Why in the hell would I want to do that in my own business mm -hmm. now? Wow. Now, mind you. You know, a friend of mine that's a publicist, y'all, she had me crying laughing one day. She was like, yeah, one of my clients saw me at the gym and was like, hey, I sent you an email and you didn't respond. She was like, because I'm at the gym and I'm, I'm on my time. Yeah. Your time is tomorrow from my office hours are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you it, use your clients as well. Um, exactly. Have those conversations like, you know, when you're first that first intro meeting just to see if you're a good fit 
if you know, if they start telling you, like Lakeisha said, so if if someone says to Lakeisha, "Oh, I need you available at 8 p.m. Eastern time," that's not your client. Evenings and weekends, yeah, that's not your client. Absolutely. And, you know that and gets into that get that gets back into that whole boundary setting piece. That's right? being talked about. Um, yes. Right. And that yes. is so that that happens to be something that. I was talking about not too long ago in my Facebook group. And one of the important things was that nobody's going to set them for you. Right. So to your point, Jen, why you like, okay, the pager is down and I'm just imagining. I mean, take it. <laughs> I know, this is crazy, girl. All the way Jen, I know what I'm I have a pager. We all telling our age, okay? <laughs> It's going to be with me all night. I didn't have one. It's going to be with me. <laughs> don't, worry, don't, don't worry, Candace. I did it with the fax as well. Ten years ago, I stopped fax. <laughs> had the same reaction and still nothing. It was gone. Forget it. You better figure out how to PDF. Right? <laughs> But yeah, that is the point, right? Like you set those, you got to set them. Nobody yeah. is going to set that for you. It is, it is not you have to be firm right. in, in what you are, who you are, what you're worth, how you want to operate, and then put that out. Otherwise, you'll just get whatever comes. If you take it, don't complain about it. Yeah. And, and I, I like I worked at a client and just to show because, you know, I've been using me and as, as an example, but I'll tell you someone else that I worked with at a client and they came in early. And so they their day ended at 3 p.m. and they did not mess with that. And I'll always remember this scene where someone came up and they were like, oh, Tom, um, we booked you in a meeting for four o'clock. And Tom looked at them and he said, you might have booked the meeting at four o'clock, but it certainly wasn't for me because I I end, my day ends at three. <laughs> and I remember their faces was like, he says, you have your meeting, but it won't be with me. Yeah. You want you want me to stay till four, then you you know you guys don't come in as early as I do, and he just mm -hmm. stuck to it. And guess what? All his meetings were booked before three, yeah. and nobody messed with it after that. But he left them. He said the meeting wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Um, not only so, my calendar, my online appointment calendar. It's set for certain days. So certain days right. I do certain things. Some days I don't see clients. Right. Some days I don't entertain prospects. Some right. days are just for me. Mm -hmm. And then even with that, even with my staff. So I don't answer my phone in my office it, unless it is because I do a lot of talking back and forth forth with the IRS and right. the state departments of revenue. So unless I recognize it's an IRS call or a state call, I'm not picking up the phone. And the right. only reason why I'm picking up the phone is because if my staff picks up the phone, they're going to say, I'm sorry, she's unavailable, but right. you know, I need to work through the negotiations as fast as I can. But right. even with my staff, I have, we schedule appointments, we schedule times to meet. It is not, you can't just come. My door is open, but you just mm -hmm. can't walk through my door. It's so yeah. everybody gets, mm -hmm. yeah, everyone gets the same treatment. I'm not available yet, yeah, unless the house is on fire, unless my office is on fire. Mm -hmm. Then you can come and just ask me a random question. But other than that, we have to schedule a time to talk. Right. Yeah. It's I I see you don't want one ounce IRS calls number one. Uh, <laughs> we ain't trying to talk like or in the end. <laughs> I love how you have those boundaries set. And I think for me, and even Candace and I talked about this, it's like you have to set that stuff like going for like from the get-go so when i changed my business model when i changed it up i knew what kind of clients i wanted to do events for and if you didn't fit that criteria then we you couldn't be my client uh i i let you know from the onset the hours that i work you can text me but i'm not gonna answer you until tomorrow mm -hmm. tomorrow that's if you even have my cell phone number number one I, I i was always taught the more access to me the more money you're gonna pay Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. This is true. 
What we gonna do? Which one? Email, text, what? Those boundaries, we have to live. That's why I stopped doing weddings. The brides got on my nerves. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why is she calling me? What are we talking about? <laughs> You know, good statements. I think at that point, I was just trying to get clients, and then I, I would be mad like, Oh, I don't even want to do her wedding no more. She really make me sick, like, I don't even want to go. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to go, but that was because I took a client number one, like you said, the treats that I wasn't supposed to have in the first place, mm-hmm. and then I didn't set boundaries. Because I just wanted, you know, the clients. And so now because I have these structured boundaries, you know, I don't get clients I don't want. I enjoy working on their projects and they'll try me. They'll try, but I get them right on back in. No, nah, boo. No, nah, this not what we fits to do right here. No, I don't, do I don't, I don't do that. This is what I do. <laughs> you know what, um, Keisha, I, I think... And, and Deltrees and Jen, you guys can weigh in here. I, I think that it comes with some, I think that comes with maturity. Yes. Yeah. Right. And you're, you're absolutely right. Because I too, I would take on any client initially. So like Lakeisha was saying, you know, every any and every client I wanted. But right. um, it comes with maturity and it comes with a little more change in your pocket, to be perfectly honest. And so you can kind yes. of select. <laughs> Yeah, you can be selective because I got thing. I want to give my hundred percent. Yeah, I want to give my hundred and ten percent. I want to give my best, but I can't be stressed out by you. Yeah, that. So I already know I'm going to pour everything into you, anyways. But you can't stress me out. That um. So when I had that pager, Jen, I. <laughs> <laughs> I was still in corporate America. Um, I did not have. Um, so now as far as my cell phone number, and I used to have two because I owned a daycare center at one point. Mm-hmm. I had one for the parents to give me a call. And then I had my personal. So once we sold the daycare center, now I just had the one personal but I allowed my accounting and tax clients to call me on that. I stopped that about three years ago. Yeah, we're not talking. Yeah, it, it was a transition. <laughs> and the, the problem I had initially was I had some clients that were friends before they were clients. So they felt that they could still kind of slip into that text. Uh-huh. And, you know, ask, me about per, uh, ask me about their business stuff. And I'm like, no, we, we can't please call my office and schedule an appointment. Sometimes I would even text them the link so that they could schedule the appointment themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Eventually they got it. I had one at one of my, oh my gosh, I've had this client forever. He had his wife to call me and say, well, I'm going to tell you, he told me that you've gotten so big time. He can't call you on his, on your cell phone. I said, it's not that. I said, if it's something personal, he is more than happy to call me on my cell phone. But if it's about business, then I need for him to follow the proper channels. And it's, it, I did it for two reasons. One, to try to come to that work-life balance, but also from a security standpoint. So if someone's sending me all this information about, you know, their tax problems on my cell phone and I lose my cell phone, that's on me. Right. That responsibility. So now someone else is out in the the streets with all your business and and you have, because people tell you everything. Their souls by, you know, via text. So all of their businesses out in the streets, my cell phone is gone. And yeah, and I, and they still have to call the office to schedule an appointment because I still can't help them. Right. That's some good points right there, Deltree's like, I know y'all see these comments from my crazy yeah. sorrow here, Christmas. <laughs> for one thing, but that's my sorrow. She like my best bestie, like Candace. We're all sorrows together, but we're all we're all friends. But we don't talk business after a certain time. Candace is married with kids. Crystal has her daughter. She works and she has 
two businesses three businesses what i look like at 11 o'clock time i came this girl did we get the stuff for the show Candace girl listen i'm 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 down with my husband you gotta go somewhere and sit down somewhere <laughs> Because my my whole notifications would have went off by a certain time. I would yeah, yeah. Like, I think that I think we have to set those boundaries with everybody. So so let me play devil's advocate here with y'all. So Deltrice kind of brought it up when it's friends involved because friends feel like when we get to certain levels, you ladies are at, at six figure multi level. And like I said before we started, I want people out here listening to know it don't stop when you get to that level. Like we have the same problems that we have. So Deltrice, you had a really good solution for how you handle that. But do y'all think that our friends uh, kind of mess up that work-life balance sometimes when it comes to if you're if you're a friend but you're a client or? I may be considering your services, but we friends. Do you think they kind of get in that and mess that up? If you allow, then mm -hmm. sure. But if you don't allow it, then no. And, and that's the thing. There are some friends or even family because, you know, family, that's another whole ball of wax. Oh, um, yeah. I have had many a time where my father would tell somebody, oh, yeah, she's at the office. Uh uh. Yeah, and, and right. so I have to tell him. Even you have to schedule an appointment if you mm -hmm. if you want to see me. So and and I had I literally have um every time I hire someone in the employee manual when we're going through training and all, I have a list of people that if they call and say it's an emergency and it's only three people on the list and mm -hmm. I won't say who those three people are because I have so I <laughs> because one person is left off that list uh -huh. that um oh you know it's four people on the list so of of five people one person is left off the list and I'm not going to say who that person is but they're only there there's either going to be parents grandparents or um, my husband that's on the list. Okay. Mm -hmm. So of those people, somebody is left off the list and it's purposefully that they're left off the list because I know that they don't respect boundaries and mm -hmm. I love all of my family, but you can't respect the boundaries. So if you let them, yeah. So you can't just come up in here. Um, one day, one of my uncles and I, I love my uncle. He came from out of town and um, he and one of my other older cousins, and they were like, knock it on my, now, mind you, I, I have a physical office outside of my home. They mm -hmm. came, I was on a phone call and there are two different doors. There's my front office door where that's the client facing door. And then the door you see, that's the door that I come in only. Mm -hmm. So he was knocking on that door and yeah, no boundary, but and it was probably my father's fault. Oh, yeah, go out of office since you're going to be in town. It's his brother. I love his brother to death, but I'm on the phone with the IRS and I'm playing with them. I have to get, yeah, I got to get it. I, I have been paid to do a job, I got to do my job. Right. Hang up on you. <laughs> no. And I'm sure he gave him some specific instructions, like go around to the side. You see her car, we'll go to the door with her. <laughs> and for that. Real wrong. But the old school, they just think, yeah, they, it's no concept, especially if you haven't worked for yourself. You know, like he probably oh she works for herself she has time the same concept of oh you don't have any kids it's, it's that same concept right. but i did call my uncle afterwards after i got off the phone after i got off of work and explained to him hey i was on the phone but anytime that you are coming back into town give me a call ahead of time yeah don't be doing that and i'm talking to the irs now they don't play <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Jen, we already know, but I want to hear you because you be no. 
I, I well, believe it or not, I have never, I've never run into the family or friends because I think it's just the type of business I've been, businesses I've been in. I mm -hmm. think Del, Del, you know, Deltrice is different because she's an accountant. So I can right. see where those conflicts could come up. But mine, no, I've never, I don't mix those two things. I tried my darndest not to mix those two. And I right. guess it goes back to, again, those boundaries. And mm -hmm. I also, um, I, I've got everybody trained. So, for example, one of the things I do not pick up voice messages. So my voice box is filled. I refuse to pick up voice messages. I do not care. So people call and they go, your box is full. Yeah, well, I don't pick up messages. How many times do I have to tell you? Right. If it's important, if it's important enough, call back, right? Like it means yeah. I'm, I don't, I'm not walking around the, the house with my cell phone. So if you don't get me and it's really important, call back. If it was just a casual thing and you don't want to call back, that's okay too. Like I, I just train like you know, and they're like, and, and it, it gets to the point where when I go out with girlfriends, right? And somebody will say, I called Jen and her her phone was um her voicemail. By the way, Jen, your voicemail. And a friend, I wouldn't answer. Another friend will go, Oh, she don't pick a voicemail. <laughs> like, that's right. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's right. And, yeah. I, and I'm not apologizing for it. Sorry. <laughs> right. right. I'm not a beck and call. I'm sorry. When I'm when my phone's not, it's because I'm doing something important. It could be with the kids. It could be whatever. Right. That's why my phone's not with me. If um, it's like right now, the phone's beside me. Right. It's on silent because this is. <laughs> but right. you know, if I'm working and I want to pick up the phone, it's beside me. If I go upstairs or whatever. And I don't want to talk on the phone. It's not with me. So call, call back again. And guess what? The ones that are important, they call back. They know they're going to do yeah. And you know, for me, when I stepped out, you know, for full-time entrepreneurship, I don't know if I've even mentioned this to you, Candace, but my phone, the sound of it started to get on my last nerve. Yes. I got time of bing, bing, boom, boom, ring, 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 ring. And so I learned the power of do not disturb. <laughs> so for those of you out there in the audience, don't use that. Never get Lakeisha on the phone. My phone stays <laughs> on do not disturb. Yeah. The, unless you on the 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 emergency bypass on the iPhone, I learned a, a whole level of freedom, y'all. A whole level yeah. of freedom when I I left that phone where it was. Yeah. <laughs> my, my dad. My dad would always say, this phone is for my convenience. Yeah, mm. exactly. Right. And that's how I use it. Like, I, I, it's an important tool in my toolbox, my business toolbox, but I'm right. not pinned to it. I'm not guided by it. So I like that voicemail, especially with my new provider. They told me I have to go in and pick a voicemail. I told them I haven't done that in 10 years. I ain't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just let the box I just let the box accumulate it. Now it's too full. I ain't cleaning it up. Right. <laughs> Why? I don't even have voicemail on my phone. There you go. Had it for the past two years. Freedom. Freedom. It's called freedom. Yes, I'm telling you, freedom. Listen, I thought I was bad about not answering my voicemails till like a week later, but I see I just need to let it go completely. <laughs> let it go. Yeah, like I am not picking it up. A message, like, what do you need to say to leave a message? Like, for real, I don't. You know, I don't leave messages. If I call you, neither do I. Exactly. I'm going to call you back because I know I want to talk to you and I don't want to leave no message that may not go through or, you know, whatever the case may be. But I think I found a, a level of freedom. And I think I posted that one day on my Facebook page and a lot of people listen to this fool. Crystal time emailed me. She ain't lying, y'all. She like that. <laughs> I posted something about, oh, I, I love the beauty of the do not disturb. And everybody was like, you just discovered that? <laughs> We've been we've been on do not disturb. My <laughs> kids are on do not disturb. I said, wait, I texted you. And they was like, uh, mama, uh, my phone on do not disturb. I said, well, you make me emergency because you don't know what I got. You don't know what's going on. But devilent, well, they Gen Z's, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, they in their 20s. So they're like, I phone on do not disturb. I said, Y'all don't talk to people? No, we text and we Snapchat. Oh, okay. <laughs> new modes, new methods. 
love it. But here's one thing I want to find. Here's one thing I want to kind of um, throw into the discussion is if you got back an hour, two hours in your day, what would what would you choose to do for yourself, especially you, Deltries? What would you choose to do for yourself that you don't get? Because I've noticed your your whole things around work. But what does Deltries do for Deltries? What do you do? So I absolutely love the NBA. So I'm hurting right now because Mm -hmm. that's, yeah, I love me some basketball. And basketball (laughs) just ended. So, um, yeah, so pre COVID, if there were any games, I always, we always try to go to some NBA games. Mm -hmm. So I started watching basketball back in the Michael Jordan era. Me and my grandfather used to watch basketball together. Mm So I, I I love watching basketball games. I mm-hmm. love playing Sudoku. Um, okay. Pre-COVID, I love to travel. Um, so that ain't happening. So um, I, <laughs> so no traveling. Basketball just ended thanks to the Lakers. Um, go Lakers. I just wanted the heat to win a little bit more. Now my husband's from Miami, so he wanted them to win it all. And I was um I was rooting for them, but mm-hmm. I'm really rooting just to get more basketball in. So those are the things I would do. And if it wasn't COVID, I, I would be traveling now. Um okay. but outside of that, yeah, nothing at this point. Okay, we're stuck. This is no judgment zone, right? No judgment. What I do for me is in a bottle, a bottle of nice red (laughs) or white wine. (laughs) I gotcha. That may be what I call Krista crazy behind. (laughs) You know, but you're right, Jen. Like we we get so focused on like what we got to do and and it be for other people that we forget like what do we do and i think i just really kind of got into that my friend crystal is like the self-care queen you hear me so you know hanging with her has helped me really see like you got to take time for you because yeah. what's in your cup is for you what overflows is for others so if yeah. your cup is full you're not serving not only yourself but you can't serve nobody else yeah, exactly Look, see, she got one now. Look at that. <laughs> oh my God. That's it. <laughs> this, this conversation has been amazing. Yeah. So necessary. Like so yeah. necessary. Like I, I am I am so happy that both of you can join us today. Yes. Thank you. Now, before we leave, if people have been listening and they're like, oh, I need to connect in with Jen or Deltrice, not the right yeah. way, because we all talk, we, we, we yeah. know their channels. <laughs> get, get some get some folks. <laughs> give, them, give them an idea of how they can connect with you or how they can find you. Oh, Deltrice, you want to go? Or? Go ahead. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm not going to give you a phone number. <laughs> so you can you can email me at um, Jen at you are worth more dot co. And also you can see my podcast One Life Fully Lived. And that is one life fully lived dot dot com. You can see the broadcast there. And I'm also on Spotify and Apple and all of the, the major and you can reach me at Jen Drake's and LinkedIn as well. So if you want to reach out, I'm always I'm happy to hear from you. Okay. I can give you a phone number because someone <laughs> else will answer. Uh, I can be reached at 803-739-9449. That's 803-739-9449. My website is www.dheartaccounting.com. That's D-H-A-R-T, heart like the deer. Accounting, all spelled out. I'm on Facebook as D-Heart Accounting, Twitter at D-Heart Accounting. Um, I do have a podcast called Tax Problem Solved. We're on Anchor and Spotify um, and some other places. I just don't know, but Anchor is the main one. And then they... um, disperse in other places. But that is tax 
problems solved. Um, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn as Delshree's Hart Anderson, and that's about it. Good. Oh, now, you know, got yourself together. She don't, yeah. She's not a miracle worker. If you do have tax problems, you can also, like immediate problems, you could go to SC for South Carolina, taxdebtrelief.com, or just email me at taxhelp at dhardaccounting.com. They better get, I'm telling them. They better stop playing. <laughs> Y'all better stop playing. I really enjoy you ladies. I've enjoyed our guests. Thank you, Carolyn, Crystal, Jones, Tamika, everybody who, you know, commented and let us know that they were there. Like, we've had so much fun with, except for somebody talking about they need a girlfriend, but we don't have time for them. <laughs> Not at all, wrong show. Like a creeper, like I totally blocked him. Okay, like, <laughs> dude, go away. <laughs> but uh, I had fun tonight, ladies. I did. Likewise, it was a delight. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for having me. Thank you. Yeah, well. Well, we will definitely stay connected with y'all, and we will see y'all back next Thursday with another show. Y'all have a good night. Yeah, night everyone.